but I could have enough that it made it worth my while to do origination, which the origin is original. You're developing a whole new product and you have to educate your customer, and then you have to stick with it. You have to be there in the beginning. You're their consultant until you're their supplier. We are here to try to explain to you what it is we do here. The solar industry in the U.S. employs more people than Google, Apple, Facebook, and Twitter combined. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Welcome into the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. I am your host, Fred Davis. Episode 116, and it is a road-tripping edition live here at the Lost Pines Resort here in Bastrop, Texas. Just a stone's throw south of good old Austin, Texas, here at the North American Energy Markets Association Conference. That's NEMA for those of you scoring at home, and it's just good to be back in person. And, of course, that seems to be the resounding theme from everybody here at the NEMA Conference. And, of course, as conferences have kicked off in earnest over the last few months nationwide, everybody does agree it is nice to be back in person. And it's especially nice to be back in person when you're at a wonderful resort like the Lost Pines Resort here in Bastrop. Shout out to the name of team, Tim Berrigan, Steve Shepard, and Miss Donna Foy, who we finally all got to meet in person. That's the other nice thing about all this is that we're all finally getting to see each other in the flesh as opposed to just on little boxes on a computer screen. So that's been uh, that's been fantastic and uh, again, great first day here at the NEMA conference. We were able to attend the Key Capture Silicon Hill Storage Facility Tour put on by the folks over at Key Capture Storage. We're going to hear from Mr. Dave Rogers, their director of origination, who was kind of the key point uh, in help making this whole thing happen. We'll hear about the story from him. But before we do that, let's hear from our CEO and co-founder, Mr. Mike Niemer, telling you what we do here at eRenewable. At eRenewable, we know going green is important to your business and your ESG rating. Besides offering PPAs and VPPAs, through our network of clean energy professionals, we can also offer renewable natural gas, or let us help you lower your carbon footprint with responsibly sourced gas from a leading global energy provider. Maybe you need green energy credits, whether it's unbundled RECs or RSG certificates. Your path to net zero and decarbonization is one step closer with the renewable. For more assistance, please call us at 1-866-ERENEW1. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Mike Niemer. Go to our website, eRenewable.com. And, of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, eRenewable, and the Green Insider Podcast. So you, too, can become a follower Friday where we will highlight what you and your company are doing to pace the energy transition. All right, let's get right down to it. Name a conference. Day one is in the books. It was an absolutely fantastic deal all day long. Got a chance to check in with a lot of folks here, put some faces to names, no more looking at people in boxes. And, of course, the highlight for me yesterday, in addition to meeting everybody, was also the Key Capture Silicon Hill storage facility. Shout out to our boy Dave Rogers for putting that whole thing together. We're going to hear from him in just a second. We're also going to hear from Miss Carol Mariani, Manager of Origination and Trading for Broadreach Power. We're going to hear from Mr. Paul Wohl, VP of Origination with Archer Contingent Energy Risk. He was also on the trip. And then, of course, we're going to round it out with Mr. Cham Kong, uh, NEMA Director. He's also with Asus Power. He's moderating the crypto mining, everything you wanted to know but you were afraid to ask panel that a lot of folks are getting excited about because let's call it what it is 
people want to know about crypto and well we're going to talk about it today we're going to have the folks from compute north which again if you've listened to this podcast uh mr nathan sprague was on last week today you're going to hear from mr dave Perrell, ceo and co-founder of compute north so stay tuned chances are we will snag him uh as part of the podcast as well so without further ado let's check out what went down yesterday day one Key Capture Silicon Hill Storage Facility Tour, none other than Mr. David Rogers, Director of Origination for Key Capture Energy. Michael Critchley, I think, whose DNA is all over Nemo, you know, he was like, gosh, door, Dave, we got to, we got to be down in Texas and going to Bastrop, you know, and I went, Mike, that is so close to one of our projects, I think it's going to sync up so well to when we're actually constructing the city. The other fortuitous thing that happened was that we were delayed about a month, so those containers actually were supposed to go in in March, and so the fact that you got to see them constructed. see one put in place. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna see that too often. So that's the exciting part of it. The real hard work is still in front of us, but I, I think from our standpoint, we are doing what, and we're not the only ones, so we're doing two things. One, we're playing it where the puck's gonna be, we are, investing in and our sponsors are okay with that basically all of our fleet is merchant i mean we have some incentives in new york but ERCOT is a merchant play but now more and more people are saying okay i don't have the capital to fund that but maybe i'll tow this for two or three years okay. and that was another motivation and selfish on my part as originator i wanted people to see it hear it and get interested in it a lot of people in MISO, which we're developing too i'm hoping maybe that gave them a show What's been kind of the feedback and, you know, for you to see this project and to kind of put, you know, key capture out there and to show, demonstrate, especially in an event where we haven't been to in a while, to demonstrate the work you guys are doing? I think it's such a black box for so many people. It's kind of like, what well, I'd say it's back to the future in that it's really like a gas peaker instead of natural gas coming in, it's electrons. So I think that is a great analogy to put to people and say, okay, this is an asset as you get more intermittency and you have carbon goals and, and, and need resiliency and fast response. I, I think that's what attracted me to come to Key Capture in September was that this was something different. Because when I left renewables six years ago, we kind of felt that we filled up all the solar, we filled up all the wind. But now that corporates are pushing beyond those things, the grid's gonna need other options and other tools. Battery's gonna play a part of that. I started in 2008. So uh, I worked, I started out with a wind developer, Morgan Stanley funded, went to another wind developer that was uh, actually funded by the Michael and Susan Dell Foundation here in Austin. Okay. And they were doing wind projects. But every time, also I worked for OCI Solar. And they were a Korean polysilicon manufacturer that wanted to get in downstream into panel manufacturing, get into PPAs. Unfortunately, they were a little naive. They didn't realize the margins were that low. You needed cheaper money. Uh, they couldn't build uh, panels in San Antonio and compete with the Chinese. But out of that, I knew that that there was a model. There's a great book called uh, The West Texas Power Plant That Saved the World. This guy uh, works for Jupiter Power, Bowman. He wrote it, but it was a first solar book about how you took the merchant leap and then out of that, people learned it, learned the business. And I think now his other theme was that 
now that corporates, now that Tesla, now that Google and, and, and Amazon are getting in, you're going to see more of the grid positioned for green than it is a ratepayer's rate case. How important is it that, and how impressive is it to you to be here at NEMA and to see how much is being dedicated to what you're doing at Key Capture, the decarbonization, the data center, mining, crypto? I mean, how, how incredible is all this? It is, well, I, I think, especially in conservative, especially in the Southeast, I really don't think people felt that it was this critical to get to net zero. And I think a lot of them thought Donald Trump was going to get reelected. That's Dave Rogers' opinion. And then when he did, and they went, oh shit, the new guy loves renewables. The other thing I think's in place. Although some might argue he hasn't done as much for renewables, though. Well, he's got a cost issue with the cost of energy. We'll get back to that later. But the other thing that's made it shift is the changing of guard. And I'm like, I'm a seasoned guy, I've seen a lot of iterations. So many of these bright investment fund managers who are from Columbia or Harvard or Stanford or UT or wherever. They're, they need a story so they could tell their friends that we're saving the planet. And, we're, and so they're like, and then the other problem is that oil and gas, it used to be 15 plus percent of the S&P. That's under five. So people don't have to invest in that to make it happen. Now, because ESG and everything else, hell, you've got to show a sustainability report and how you're doing those things. All of those come to that perfect storm that now COVID's over, remaining, you know, everybody's curious and say, okay, how can I get there and how can I do it without crushing, you know, my rate base? And so I think MISO, I think a great example, consumers has to get eight gig of solar, DTE's got to get six gig. That's, oh, solar, that's how we green up. And then, uh, and then you ask them, well, how are you going to firm it up? You go, well, I'll, coal, no, I'm shutting that down. And gas, no, I can't pay off a combined cycle or peaker. Uh, hey, batteries, why don't you come over here? I got a question. Get us out of here with this. Be a, how did it come about? And B, for a guy that's been doing this for a while, what's kind of, uh, how does Dave Rogers plan to kind of ride off into the sunset? Or what's kind of your last? <laughs> I thought I was going to do that already. But, but, but every time I try to leave, they pull me back in. But what really pulled me in was that, one, when I heard SK, which is a large conglomerate oh, out yes of Korea, they and they also are commercially savvy. They've been in LG and gas supply in the U.S. and have a trading shop in Houston. That, that gave me encouragement that these guys were going to have the, enough gas in the tank. The other thing was that they were like, we like merchant, we like upside. And it was like, hold on, cowboy, you need to contract some of this up so that you can weather the crazy events that we see before, because we know how those things can happen. But I think what's really pulled me into it was that their embrace of artificial intelligence, data scientists. We have a team of 10 kids that we take inputs and proprietary tool. We are taking that and taking gas prices, wind forecast, power demand, power generation, and all those are feed into an algorithm, and it tells us, oh, based on that, let's charge at 1.18 a.m. tomorrow morning, and let's discharge and sell the market at 8.15 p.m. So it's always updating and sending those schedules, and I thought it was very cool because it's very difficult for a renewable developer to hire a bunch of power traders because they're not they're going to want to trade all the time and make a bunch of money. You can't make that much money trading around the corners of a solar plant or a wind farm. So 
you know, the AI, the artificial intelligence, I think was also a reconfiguring of the grid and the fact that they went ahead and had 40 projects under development, had 10 under construction. They told me they were all in, so I was too. Real quick, and I just this is kind of just something you, you were saying. I, I appreciate the fact that a guy like yourself, who could easily be very well dug in his heels as far as his mindset goes, the fact that you have been very amenable to these new ideas. Well, I think, you know, having been in the industry so long, I had to live through several transitions. I mean, you had a crew collapse when I first started with Conoco and oil and gas, and prices were cut, budgets, layoffs, and so out of that, I went to natural gas, which was deregulated. Well, that was a new, brave new world, and people started trading that, and that became an opportunity. Then the, the power, the commodity jure was power. That, that was happening well up until Enron pooped in the pool. And so then I had to find something else to do. Win generation for originator, 20-year product, you know. It was tax subsidized and other things helped it, but I could have enough that it made it worth my while to do origination, which the origin is original. You're developing a whole new product and you have to educate your customer. And then you have to stick with it. You have to be there in the beginning. You're, you're their consultant until you're their supplier. And so that was the same model that I wanted to do in batteries. You know, you have to, you have to t tell them, I want to say something, I know you don't know how to use it, and I don't know if you're, if you think I'm the best to do it, but I'm going to spend enough time and I'm confident and I'll win more than I lose. Carol Mariani, Manager of Origination and Trading for Broadreach Power. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty new to a pure play battery storage developer, so it's always good to see sites, learn as much as I can. Um, so it was great to, to see their site, especially since it was under construction at the time. And I've been on our sites before, but they were f fully operational. So first time seeing a site under construction, very interesting to see. Okay, so what was, I mean, was there anything that you saw that you didn't expect to, or just kind of, like I said, just taking the whole thing in, kind of like I said, because it's still about, what, halfway done, the one we saw today? Yeah, yeah, it looked it looked great. Um, I understand that it's scheduled to come on in a couple months, so it definitely looked like it was on schedule. Um, very interesting to see them actually putting the container in place yeah. uh, and see how, how all that worked with them hooking up the cables underneath so very very good insight into that process so is this your first name of conference it is yes okay so yeah well you and I are both na uh, name of newbies in yes. that sense <laughs> um, what, what are you looking for today what you know obviously gonna be a lot of courses and, and education as we saw today um, what are you hoping to get out of this these name of conference yeah looking forward to learning more about kind of the influx of crypto into ERCOT I know there's a panel on that so looking forward to hearing about that um, as well as just kind of meeting people in person once again which is always great and um, staying in touch with customers and, and potential future counterparties as well a little about a little bit about Broadreach Power and uh, what Carol does for Broadreach Power sure yeah so Broadreach Power is a developer owner operator of primarily standalone storage but renewables in general following the IPP model um, so we operate all of our assets in-house um, which is somewhat rare for a standalone storage operator um, and I'm an originator for them so I look at all different types of offtake agreements um, off of the renewable assets um, and with storage that can mean energy swaps ancillary service swaps um, and tolls and any kind of um, structures kind of that we can think up it's it's a very new market for for st standalone storage especially yeah. so um, a lot of iterating goes on with our customers determining what's best for them and, and what we can offer off of our assets look because I guess it's because what we hear so much solar and storage wind and storage 
what are the advantages and benefits to having standalone storage? Sure. So with with wind plus and solar plus, there are opportunities, especially with solar plus, to get tax credits for the storage portion. With standalone, that's not the case right now. There are no tax credits for standalone. But with those tax credits come obligations. So you know, there's you have to charge a certain percentage um, off of that paired asset. So with us, with standalone storage, we're really free to operate the assets however we like. We can dispatch them however we want into the market, optimizing them to do what's best for for the company. So for us, the standalone aspect gives us a lot of freedom in terms of operations. Paul Wohl, VP of Origination with Archer Contingent Energy Risk. You know, it was very much what I expected. And I was very much impressed with the professionalism of the leadership that was working with us there. They really knew all the all the questions that people asked, the details, and it was it impressed me how, in essence, simple the system is. So there's not a lot of moving parts. So I think reliability, which in this day and age is critical, is going to be fantastic for them. And they're right there next to the substation. So uh, just a lot of reliability built right there. When you start doing some of the work you do from a risk standpoint, how, how important is storage at this point? Well, I think it's very important. And if you think back in not only just uh, currently, but many years ago, they had pump storage. And batteries are very much like that. Yeah. So they take off-peak power or just whatever power they, they recharge and then they dispatch when it's required. And pump storage is exactly that same. They would take off, same thing. They take off-peak power, dispatch it during the peak hour period when it's necessary. This is, this is more, I think, affordable. Number two, it's you can locate it where you absolutely need it. And I think here in ERCOT, if you take a look at the solar, solar keeps growing, but it doesn't expand the footprint. It's like adding storage to the Empire State Building. You get more and more energy, you know, for about six hours a day, but those shoulders are very steep and a very significant decline, and so you have thermals that have to start up during those periods. And that's when you're starting a thermal unit up, that's when you can have a forced outage. This is where these batteries, in my opinion, have some real value to fill in those gaps when there's a unit goes offline, because they're dispatchable immediately. Speaking of value, we're finally back in person here at the NEMA conference. Kudos to Steve and Tim for what they've been able to do, and Donna for being able to hold this thing up uh, through COVID. What are you looking forward to most about the NEMA conference, and what's the most important aspect for you to get back out here and, and to network and to get as part of some of these educational courses? You, you described it 100%. The networking, seeing people that you haven't seen for two years, yeah. and seeing what they've, their, how their businesses have progressed seeing what their opportunities are, what their risks might be, and how we can help them. And the whole process, you learn so much here, the presentations they have in place are gonna be great. They've always learning experiences. So compared to the last two years, this is just night and day. Cham Kong, NEMA Director and ACES Power. I'm gonna tell you, it feels so amazing to be in this environment, the positive energy. This is our business, this is you know, we do, we build relationships, we, we talk to people, we, you know, we embrace people, we hug people, but this is ultimately what we're about, is building relationships and then ultimately, you know, doing deals that make sense uh, based on what we do as companies. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a conduit to, 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 uh, to supporting that. 
So you know I'm moderating the panel on cryptos. The biggest issue we have is a gap between what all of us do, meaning name of members, and what these folks on crypto, what they want. So I think the biggest objective for me tomorrow is to inch closer and to say, how can we work together with this new load and help them be successful, but also help us be successful? Because, you know, I represent clients that provide load. I represent clients that provide gas. I talked, I have friends in the business that provide renewables, yeah. capacity. So, I mean, what a great conduit NEMA is to say, hey, you guys can do all these things, but you need to talk to each of these individuals because there's no one person that can do that. I think we need to understand capacity or resource adequacy, and then we need to understand energy. They're two separate things, but unfortunately the people outside of this market muddy the two, and that's unfortunate because we can still be green and carbon, but we need to also be first and foremost resilient. Yeah. And resilience requires assets that aren't friendly to an, to a certain group of folks that deem that aren't favorable to their motives. And but but ultimately, you know what, you need to keep the lights on. You need to be resilient. And uh, I'm pro energy. To be honest with you, I'm super pro energy. I'm pro keep the freaking lights on. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Kong. You can catch all of the Green Insider episodes over at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and on our website, eRenewable.com. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we know that a lot of you do. Give us a five-star rating. Why? Because we promise you learn more about renewable energy and the energy transition than you knew about it before you stopped by. Be sure to stay tuned to the eRenewable and Green Insider LinkedIn page. We'll be sharing clips from throughout the day here at NEMA Conference, day two and day three. And then, of course, on Thursday, part eight of our U of H series. That's the University of Houston. Coogs energizing the energy transition. That final part comes out Thursday. And then, of course, we'll have the live event next week where we will crown our winner. What an experience this has been with these eight young men and women. They've done an absolutely incredible job, and I couldn't be more proud of them and everybody that has helped make it possible. As always, shout out to the eRenewable and Green Insider team, and Mike, Roger, Al, all the guests, all the audience. Without you doing what you do, we couldn't do what we do. This has been the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. We make going green easier. 